Welcome one, welcome all to the final episode of 2019 of the Sequi Files. Only here on Rotten Corpse Radio, anchor.fm forward slash Rotten Corpse Radio. You can find us in many platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. So many places. Breaker.fm. I mean, <laughs> so many different places. Spotify. We're on fucking Spotify. So... If you haven't heard enough of us or have like gotten your fill, go back and listen to the archives. They are free and available 24 hours a day. So, you know, you can get your fill there. Uh, we do thank everybody who's tuned in thus far and who will continue to listen to us each and every week. And we hope that everybody has an awesome new year because... This next year is going to be a very different year. 2020 is going to be the clearest year you could ever possibly have. Hindsight will not be 2020. Actually, forward sight will be 2020. I don't really know how a good way to say that, but there it is. It's out in the open. And without further ado, here is the final episode of the Segway Files for 2019. With Axel, Heather, and myself, Ryan. And stay tuned. We will have some important updates coming within this week uh, that will probably be posted on New Year's Day. So we implore everybody to stay tuned and hold on to your hats. But anyway, enough of the bullshit. Enough of the bullshit. Here's the podcast. Long, long
they rebooted the Golden Compass as a series called His Dark Matters. Oh, is that what that is? Yes, that's exactly yes. what that is. Oh, see, I, I didn't even know anything about that. It was, um... It's Materials, by the way. Oh, His Dark Materials. Sorry. Yes. And we haven't got a chance to see it yet. Haven't got a chance to see it, but we're gonna watch it. But yeah, that's that's something that's new. That's that I thought was gonna be keen. Uh, they just released the Wonder Woman '84 trailer. Yeah, I saw I, I saw a poster for it, and I never got a chance to see it. Oh, yeah, Yep. So that's out. So is this like the sequel to Wonder Woman first one? Yep. It's the next Wonder Woman in the series, Wonder Woman 1984. Isn't that, isn't that a gap of time though? Where I don't know. It, we'll have to wait to see what the movie says. I just hope they put Linda Carter in it for the 1984. You know, just have a you know Linda Carter uh, uh, cameo. I thought they were gonna do that with the last movie. You know, especially when they were on the Amazon island. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I wanted to see most of, or, mm-hmm. or mostly, but well, they didn't really show it. It's possible that because she's premiering in some of uh, she often on the premieres in Supergirl. Yeah. As the president or something. She was the president in Supergirl. Or, yep. Yeah. She that, was also well, in Sky was. High as the principal. Yeah. Really? She was. Yeah. The princi- she was in Sky she High as the, the principal, princi- and and she made a reference to, she made a reference. It's like I can't do everything. Who do you think I am, Wonder Woman? Right. <laughs> yeah. That's so that that's was fun. funny. That's great. <laughs> yep. Um. Uh, so the, um, so let's let's kind of swoop over to um, uh, what was it? His dark materials. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I saw I saw like a bit of that, like a well a trailer for it. Um, I noticed there was some you know certain people in the cast, uh, one of which was uh, the girl from the Logan movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of a, that was a surprise. Uh, and uh, the show, um, I think the show's premiering on HBO, isn't it? Yes. And we actually, I seem to find that even though we don't have HBO, um, I think we have, we do have HBO series. Some of the series is actually available for us to watch. It just, we just can't watch, like, ones that are the way past where you actually have to buy it. But the ones that are current, I have noticed that we've been able to watch because that's how S20D currently rolls. <laughs> hmm. But I have read the first book, so I'm very curious. I'm very interested in seeing what... How closely related they are? Yes, because the movie wasn't really... The movie touched bases on some of the book, but they made changes like in the end of the movie... Um. I think like the boy in the end of the movie actually was supposed to have died, but he lived in the movie. So I don't know if that's. I know sometimes like, art authors maybe get me when they help out. I don't if authors are able to help out or something. They may decide to do that change. Or they probably saw that there was a franchise potential in the yeah, exactly. Ones, which you know they wouldn't want to kill off mm-hmm. the main, you know the main kid if that was the case. Um, but it's also going to have to depend on how much I full-on remember the book. Because I read the book, like, uber years ago. So it's going to be one of those, do I remember that or do I not remember that? 
Yeah, I know. Um, I'm also tempted to say, well, maybe I should reread the book and then read the other books because at the time I actually didn't know it was a series of books when I first read The Golden Compass. So um, there's always a good chance I may decide to read it and then watch it and go, oh, yeah, there's changes. But that annoys me, that annoys me sometimes. Yeah, we have, uh, I think we got HBO for free temporarily. I think we got it through Amazon Prime mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. here at the house. I've been, I'll have to go back and watch because there's a lot of series on HBO right uh-huh. now that I want to play catch up with. Um, I know I've been recently watching um, a bunch of like comedy and other stuff, kind of staying away from like sci-fi. And, um, well, I did watch one horror series, but... Uh, that that one will I'll save for a different day. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, oh, have you seen that? Have, do you have Disney Plus yet? We have it at the house, but I don't watch it. <laughs> okay, that's been a new thing. I haven't had it, but I've had a lot of friends and family who really love it. And apparently, there's this new show out there that Axel may be interested in. It's the Star Wars one where the Mandalorian. It's about the... Yeah, the yes. Mandalorian. Yeah, see, and I I, my question good. about that is, is, uh, is the the baby Yoda actually Yoda, or is, I don't know what time cycle it's in. It's like, no, because Yoda would still, um, I think Yoda would have, um, either, I think the storyline takes place, I want to say it's either during the original trilogy or just after the original trilogy um but i i noticed that the um yeah i noticed the the internet is completely in love with baby baby yoda um, baby yoda yeah yeah the, uh, baby yoda. okay so it's it, ta- it actually takes place uh five years after um episode six Okay. So about twenty five years before the rise of the first order, so the series could probably go on pretty long if they if they wanted to. <laughs> Who was the Ewok? I was the Ewoks, right? What's, what was that? Number six was the Ewoks, right? Yeah, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's probably my second least favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> I love it. I'm a girl, and I like I like fluffy Ewoks. <laughs> If they ever had a, if Ewoks were real and they had a thing that said adopt an Ewok, I'd probably adopt an Ewok. Yeah. They're freaking cute. I like the, um, like, I, I kind of like the idea of the show. Um, at first, when I first saw the, like, the uh, preview, I actually thought it was supposed to be, uh, uh, Boba Fett in the show, but then I realized that the costume is slightly different. <laughs> It's not as uh, not as weathered. Um, plus, I uh, I think they're going. I think it's like a different direction altogether. Because I think if that had been Boba Fett, he would have just shot the the baby Yoda, and that would have been the end of the series. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been like, ah, not another one. <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> But I, I kind of wanted to I, like I wasn't sure what the um, what the basis of the story is. I'm not a huge, super huge Star Wars fan, which is gonna surprise people, but not surprise them at the same time because I also just said that 
Return of the Jedi was one of my least favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to end up watching the sec the the second one finally, so I can eventually see the third one. Because I'm like, oh, I might as well watch the second one now. Because I didn't. I was so disappointed in the la- in the number oh. seven. I was just like, really? Because all they did okay, was just meant... take new. It was just new hope all over again. Yeah, that's true. That's really all it was. It was like the entire, even like um, Harrison Ford's character dying. I'm sure going, that's the same way that uh, Ben Kenobi died. Well, if you really want, I mean, if you really want it uh, to be a very different movie, Last Jedi is incredibly different from the other ones. It's yeah, so, it's so it was, it, Jedi actually was an improvement over uh, number seven. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. but, that's the eight, number eight, right? Yeah. yeah, but it's also my least favorite of the Star Wars movies. <laughs> All right, husband, why don't you get the Last Jedi for me, and we'll watch it in the next few days. How's that? Since the I new will Star Wars, see what I can up. do. Okay. Is the Last Jedi almost almost was the last movie? It was definitely the last movie Ryan Johnson ever got to do for Disney. And then immediately, I guess the question is: is where they're going to go from number nine? Because I know they're starting to do um, origin story, like doing single origin stories, but. As far as I know, the storyline ended at number nine, unless they're going to go for... Yeah. Yeah. It, no, number nine is... Uh, well, in the Lucas, in George Lucas' writing, number nine was the last one. Okay. Yeah. Because I knew there were other authors that expanded past number nine. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's always going to be that. And, um, and for whatever reason, most of that has been accepted into the canon, which is just surprising. But <laughs> no, knowing Disney, of course, I would not be surprised if they keep going with the storyline. Though I am not, I will not be surprised just well, there, so they can milk the money. Maybe I mean they are advertising this as the last one, so even the even the trailers for Episode Nine say this is the final mm-hmm. Star Wars of the Skywalker saga. And, uh. um, but yeah, Star Wars was one of those ones for me that was really strong when they originally made it, and then now suck. You know what I kind of want to happen though? Okay, now hear me out. I don't know if anybody here is going to agree with me or not, but what if they continue making these like you know origin stories, like they continue making the Han Solo movies with the guy they got playing Solo now? As long and... as they don't do Oceans Twelve and Thirteen and follow up. <laughs> okay, um, so let's say they do that. Um, and then let's say they take um, Ewan McGregor and they make more um, Ben Kenobi movies, right? Um, so we'll get those. By the time they get done making them, because it's going to take like a few years in between each one, right? By the time they get done making them, they can actually remake episode four, five, and six because everybody will be age appropriate. And so they can just get a new cast for everybody who's younger. And they can kind of put them in place and even recast Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, that would be true. Yeah. And everything. I could definitely see that. Everything. But you wouldn't have James Earl Jones doing the voice. That's true. But mm-hmm. I think at this point, there's got to be enough people out there who can impersonate the voice. So I think they can get away with it. Yeah. Um, or make. Or they, make could even <laughs> they could even use past recordings. But here's something I would like them to do. Or just make him sound completely different. Like, maybe have, like, like a completely weird actor do it. 
James Earl Jones on helium. Oh God. Um, I would even like. Uh, I would even appreciate it if they just like let Adam Driver redo all the voices or voiceovers and stuff, just as Kylo Ren, <laughs> just to throw people off. I'm like, wait a minute, what? is that Kylo Ren? It's not fucking. That's not Darth Vader. But um, yeah, I figured they they could do that if they wanted to just kind of loop around and milk it for even more money. But by that point, if you look at the if you look at the series, you sure four, five, and six remakes would look a little newer than seven, eight, and nine. Yeah. But they could also just dull it down a little bit too, and it would actually kind of fit. So you could watch episode one, two, one, two, and three, four, five, and six, seven, eight, and nine, and the special effects will almost line up to to feel appropriate for each movie, as opposed to how they did how they did it, where the prequel trilogy looks so much fresher than the original series, even if you have the re edits of those movies, which make the movies feel ho- hokey. Um, yeah, um, I I still have a version of Empire Strikes Back that's the original version, the theatrical cut. I was so surprised I was able to find it. <laughs> and I converted it to digital file. Now I have it forever. But, well, as long as my external hard drive doesn't blow up. But <laughs> Back up. Back up. That's, back it up. Back up your files. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I just, you know, I, I would love to see that. That would be kind of cool. But it also, I guess the other thing is, too, is the, you know, the original, tri- you know, trilogy. You know, there was a certain magic to that because they didn't have the special effects, or they didn't have the. Yeah, he invented special effects effect. for yeah. that movie. Yeah, that's what made it. That's what made those really cool and made everything else after that feel super cheap. <laughs> and I'm talking about like non-Lucas made movies, you know, like all the yeah. different like sp- all the different like weird, you know, movies. Star Crash. Star Crash. <laughs> Starcraft, and yeah. got even Battlestar Galactica to a point. Oh, hey, I thought Battlestar Galactica was cool, though. I did, too. I mean, I, I still appreciate the original Cylons over the Goofy who wants to be a Cylon in the yeah. series. I wasn't really into that, but I love the whole fucking, like, they, they kind of look like knights, you know? This <laughs> is like with yeah. armor on and shit. I always loved that. That was probably some of my favorite stuff from back in the day, but... That, and I'll never, I'll never ever be able to get rid of Buck Rogers out of my brain. That's always going to be stuck. Buck Rogers was another cool series from yeah. back then, yeah. Yeah. Aaron Gray, yummy. Mm. Jesus. <laughs> of course, that fucking, God, what was, what was that robot's name? The, the Twiki. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that weird fucking be. Tweaky, yeah, you don't, you're not going to call anybody Tweaky nowadays, let me tell you. No. <laughs> totally different connotation, though. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's a little Tweaky. What are yeah, you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> I don't know, man, you just don't seem right. <laughs> yep. Actually, the thing about Tweaky was that the, the voice for Tweaky was done by Mel Blank, which I didn't know. Either. And that was very cool when I found that out. Hmm. And for the, those of our younger audience who may not know who Mel Blank is, watch all of the Merry Melody cartoons with Bugs Bunny. Mel Blank does like 90% of the voices 
for all of those cartoons. Wow. Yeah. Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, he did them all. Shit. I have a lot throughout my childhood to be thankful for them. <laughs> yep. All right. Heather has come back to us from back. the Vortex. <laughs> yep.
But I legit, when I was starting out at Bridgeport, I was on the bus. Yeah. I was a further. I was further down. There was these two guys on the bus towards the front. Yeah. One guy was completely stone faced, like just straight forward. There was another guy sitting near him and just staring at him. He get and finally he ends up getting up, leans over and starts beating the crap out of that guy. And I guess it was, I think it was a gang. They didn't really say what it was, but it sounded like it was a that seemed like a gang thing. Was there was this guy that apparently was either two different gangs or he just pissed this guy off somehow. Hmm. And the bus had to pull this guy. The bus driver and a few other people had to pull this guy off. You know when we got close to our bus stop, so it was just yeah. like I could see that legit happening at a Disney movie where two young teenagers from two different things possibly sat next to each other on a Disney film and realized they're sitting next to each other. Yeah, unbeknownst to them, they were in rival gangs, and then when they realized it, <laughs> yep, because it was a time to throw down. Because <laughs> they did say they found a machete and a knife, I think. Yeah, was pulled or something. So. Had to be that way, but still, I'm like yeah, that, Disney that, movie people. Yeah, that headline writes itself. <laughs> I mean, you can make a whole movie just about that, like just about mm-hmm. some kind of cr- crazy gang fight that happens in a Disney film. Because it's like, uh, it, it kind of it's kind of like the movie Fanboys, you know, <laughs> but it's yeah. like in a much more dark and mm-hmm. uh, you know crazy direction. Let's see. Uh, have you guys been following any new uh, gaming uh, things lately? I have not. Hmm. I've actually been playing EVE Online again. Oh, nice. Yep. Since it's free to play now, at least in what they call the alpha state, which reduces your skills down hmm. to what they call the alpha level. Um, and you can still make lots of, uh, lots of in-game currency in the alpha state if you know what you're doing. And, uh, it, you know, it, it's, it's my cycle. I get bored of one game, I switch to another. I get bored of that one, I switch to another. I, like, cycle through five different online games as I get bored of playing each one just to, you know. I'll eventually end up back on Star Trek Online, and then I'll go back to WoW for a while, and then, you know. <laughs> yeah, I've been, uh, lately I've been playing, I finally got my, uh, my Joy-Con back for my Switch, so I've been playing Switch um, uh, right before our phone call happened. I went ahead and loaded uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, which is possibly one of my favorite Zelda games, other than uh, the only thing I didn't like about it was you can't name your character. Ah. Everything else about the game was great. like the fact that your weapons actually, uh, you know, they have like a, a break factor, so you can only use them so many times before they just shatter, uh, which makes sense because why would you be able to pick up a stick and just kill everything with a stick? <laughs> and same thing with uh, other kinds of weapons, you know, like your shield or um, like for defense, you know, like your shields, uh, armor, stuff like that, all kind of has its own uh, life. Um, as well as uh, different types of uh, other weapons, you know, like uh, I managed to pick up a couple different boomerangs, uh, one of which kind of reminded me of like, kind of like a machete-like sickle, kind of pulling back the machete thing, and 
um, it's kind of cool because it, it you can use it to like destroy shrubbery and other you know and other things you know, like bushes and everything, and you can also just throw it at at, at enemies and it'll just come right back to you. Um, seems like a dangerous weapon to try to catch when it's coming back to you, but it's, it totally works. Um, the other thing I thought was funny about it was the fact that you can you know you can cook, you can create like different types of uh, uh, healing methods for yourself as well as uh, create things to help promote stamina, help promote your resistance to cold, um, tons of different um, uh, things you can do with this game as opposed to previous uh, entries in the Zelda series. Uh, aside from that, I do like playing a lot of the free online games they have, like Tetris 99 and uh, that the new phone game version of Dr. Mario, which I, I think is probably one of the coolest versions of that game I've ever played. Uh, see, other than that, um, on Steam, I have uh, the game Life is Strange 2, uh, which I finally downloaded the rest of the, or the, rest of the chapters for. Uh, I only got through chapter one, so now i got to go through um, all the other episodes just to see what happens to those kids. But um, it's a pretty cool story. It's one of those like storytelling um, games real similar to like the Telltale series games. I, I can tell you something that I did do oh. uh, on an older game, which I'm eagerly waiting for the next edition of, but uh, uh, Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Yeah. Now, I'm one of those people that I like to play the base game, you know, like chapter one, like you were saying, yeah. chapter one, so the base game, and beat it and enjoy it before I play any of the add-ons or put any of the add-ons on the game so that even that content is in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I played, you know, I finally, for like the third time, beat Skyrim and like, well, maybe I should try some of the other add-ons. So, mm -hmm. And you've got uh, Hearthstone, Dragonborn, and uh, uh, Dawnstar for the downloadable content add-ons. And Hearthstone doesn't really add a whole lot other than being able to, you know, it, it adds a couple of uh, minor quests and whatnot. So I wasn't too concerned about that. But Dragonborn and Dawnstar added a lot of very cool content to the game. Hmm. And I hadn't played through them at all. So it, it really literally energized... Skyrim for me again to play those new quest lines and they're just as valid as you know the other main quest lines of the game that's what, so it was really very cool that's actually what I really loved about the last Tomb Raider games is the fact that you can go through the general uh, storyline first mm -hmm. go back because you can still go back to your safe spots right and just start playing all the side all the side quest online games and I really like that they always leave all that opened up. Same, and Z the new Zelda has the same thing, you know, and they all have that available. Uh, I did think about getting Skyrim for the Switch because they do have the, the definitive edition that's got everything on it. Like mm -hmm. All the DLC uh, content is included in that game, in that port of the game. Of course, I'm not sure how good of a port it's going to be on the Switch because if you were... If you ever seen the Switch, it's really just a step up from the Wii. It's, it's not like graphically, you know, amazing or anything like 
Yeah. It's, it's got decent graphics, but most of the most of the you can get away with a lot of stuff if you're just making cell shaded games. You know, you're not you're trying not to put too much you know detail you know, like full on detail into it. But I guess if they were able to port GTA Five and some of the other new stuff, like they I guess they're even porting in some of the Assassin Creed games uh, to the Switch. So it's kind of cool. Kind of neat to see what they're uh, doing for that system. But yeah, the. Uh, so um, how how excited are you for the next uh, installment in the uh, Elder Scrolls series? I will be buying it as soon as it comes out. <laughs> that'll be the that'll be a game changer. Like it'll be now. Now we have a rotation of six. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, yep. I, I love it when it, when the long awaited game actually comes out, especially for a game like that, because they're not they're not trying to like shit them out every year. You know, they're not trying to be ultra competitive with their own with, with their own market and go, all right, we're gonna put this game out a year after the last one came out, or two years after the last one came out. It's been a yeah. while. I think because uh, Elder Scroll, I think that yeah, Skyrim came out what, what five years ago, something like that, five or six years ago, or is it longer than that? It was longer, I believe. Yeah, I just remember it was out on the. I think it was on the PS3 for a lot of my like a lot of my friends who had it. They all had it on the PlayStation 3, and um, and then the ones the the few people I know who played it on PC, um, they they had because uh, they they were the ones get, getting all the cool mods. You know, every time you'd see the YouTube videos of the weird mods they would put in there, like the Macho Man mod. And yeah, shit. yeah, and stuff like that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what almost made me want to play it originally. But that, then I've always held back, too, because, like, you know, I feel for a good action RPG, you know, like, there's got to be at least an interesting story behind it. And that was something I never really looked at in a lot of games until I really looked at that one, because I've, I've seen so many people play it. Um, I think Fable was another one that, that had some, you know, that had a pretty good root element to it so i'm kind of I'm, I'm definitely excited for you <laughs> yep because i will um i'll probably be a, a series behind because uh, if i do end up getting uh any of the elder scroll games it'll probably be skyrim first just just because it's a it's a newer game for a, it it's a not new new game but it's uh at least the port is available on the system i actually have um other than the PC version, which I probably could get cheaper, but I don't know. I like I like handhelding a lot of games and walking to the bathroom or walking around the house just playing on my Switch. Yeah, <laughs> got my face buried in it. Um, now, have you heard anything regarding uh, Google's um, online system, Stadia? No, I have not. All right, so um, and I don't think we've really talked about it on our show at all, but there is a I think when the, when the information was coming out about it, there wasn't like a ton of details. Like Google was being very vague about everything they were putting out. Um, they did, it didn't even look like they had much of a like much of a a, a release uh, for you know as, as far as games were concerned. It seemed like a very soft release in, in that fact. You know, it's like 
or we're going to put out this weird online system. Oh, yeah, only a couple games are available. <laughs> so it didn't seem like anything was going to come out of it. And then um, right around launch, uh, like right around the week of launch, they announced this big lineup, at least, uh, I think it's like 50-something games available for it. Um, and what Stadia is, it's, uh, it's Google's virtual console. Um, it's all stream. Um, they promote it with, uh, I think it's like a $150 buy-in if you're pre-ordering Stadia. And essentially what, what you get out of the pre-order is you get the newest version of the Chromecast device uh, for your TV. So uh, automatically they're trying to target the market that isn't going to play it on PC. Um, but they're giving you that device and then they have an option to use their controller. Uh, and so the combination of the two and your first three months of the service, you know, included in that buy-in. I mean, it's, it was a really good deal for, for what it was. Um, if anything, you're just walking away with a really cool controller and a decent Chromecast device if you don't have any way of streaming anything on your TV. But nowadays, most people have smart TVs. So, you know, it's kind of, at least most people I know have smart TVs. I'm probably one of the few that doesn't. I don't even have a TV. I'm just looking at a computer monitor all day. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Stadia is kind of a cool thing. Uh, they were promising a lot of things out of the gate, uh, such as uh, 4K, um, you know, the ability to play 4K. Mm -hmm. um, now, they, they say that it's 4K, but so far, none of the games, especially with all the testing that has been done from various review sites, um, they're all the claim of 4K kind of fell through the floor because none of the games are performing at 4K. Um, and most of them aren't performing at 60 frames per second. So, so it's kind of, I think that, I think that's kind of the, the disheartening thing about it, but it's not like super underperforming either. You know, there are other streaming services out there that do online streaming games, maybe not as high quality as the games that Stadia is putting out, but they are doing, streaming out there you know general you know lo like low res hd you know like 1080 sometimes 1040 1080 and very little lag uh and i think there's a slight lag with stadia but yeah it's not like and and it's I, I guess it's just like a matter of like milliseconds right where like your your typical game has a response time of like uh think they said it's like 40 milliseconds or something like that uh, when, from the time you hit a button to the time you see the reaction on your screen um and stadia is kind of underperforming that at a hundred and i think it, i think they said it was like 180 milliseconds <laughs> which i don't know if i mean I, that that doesn't seem super awesome but um i, I think the fact that they're move they're kind of moving in the right direction i feel um, yeah because that's kind of that's kind of where the market's going. Because if you look at other games, really, what you're getting is a lot of online streaming games, especially app, you know, phone app games, uh, games that are streaming from a specific server, you know, like uh, you know, free to play online games. Uh, of course, they do require some kind of loading, um, you know, for for core performance, but you know. That's kind of it's kind of neat that they'll have a, a game system that won't require the loading you know the actual loading time it's 
to be integrated into on their end, you know. So basically, all you have to do is stream it. Which, I mean, if you're able to do that from the phone, and I think that's the other thing too. They said you can do it from your phone, your tablet, um, your 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 computer, your TV. And the only phone that's actually supported right now is the Google Pixel, <laughs> which for a lot of people, not everybody has a Google Pixel. Yeah. And I think we even did a review on it because I don't think Heather was too happy with that phone. So. No, she wasn't actually. No, we had a review. We had a couple of reviews where I had a review where I bought it initially because I didn't have a problem with I did I liked I liked it for some things. Yeah. It wasn't a bad phone. Because one of the coolest features about the Pixel was it had a night cam, so you could actually take oh. photos of the moon and the stars, clear as day. That was like the most awesome thing ever with this phone that you could cool. do, because you can't really get anywhere else. I'm not. Even, I don't even think iPhone could do that. Could do that. No, they can't. <laughs> um, so that was the only real disappointing for me because I love taking photos of the moon and the stars because. I'd be like, oh, this is so pretty, and now I can't do it with this phone. So I had to bug my friend Liz and go, Liz, can you uh, take a photo of this moon for me <laughs> on your phone? And so it was. that's why it was so disheartening that I had such issues with that Google Pixel. Yeah. Um, and the, Google, the whole Google Voice thing actually worked a lot, does work a lot better when you have a Google Pixel yeah. than it does on any other phone. And the, th and the thing with their new Stadia console, the controller will even Bluetooth to that phone, and you can actually like get a little mount for the f for the controller, and play video games on the go with it. Um, but then, I mean, how many phone carriers right now really support the Google phone, you know, or the Pixel? Because like I, I think uh, like, almost know, everybody does, except for yeah. like, yeah, you can go to Ver uh, there's Verizon, AT and T. Cricket, it's now considered a phone. Uh, you can get it pretty much almost in any carrier. That's good. Uh, you can get uh, Xfinity didn't have it. Uh, you know they're more into like the they're up, they're more into I think iPhone and some Androids. Mm. But eventually they might. I think because they have to get whatever they can get. It's all like it's all about licensing and money, really. Yeah. So probably the next. I'm sure in the next couple of years when Xfinity Mobile becomes a lot bigger. I think then that's when they're going to get a lot more. It's like Cricket when they first started. You know, they had very limited phones, limited data, and all this crap. And then now they're now Cricket is one of the big is now up there with everybody else. Yeah. They almost have every single phone, have no issues. Mm. So. Um. Uh, so, so then. So to kind of close out of what I was talking about with the Stadia, so the so they do have multiple price points that are pretty pretty decent. They're offering a ten dollar a month subscription for the mm -hmm. base service. You don't have to use their controller; you can use your own. Um, you can even use your own computer if you want um, you know, on a laptop or a desktop, whatever. Um, doesn't really. I think they don't really have any caps on speed right now, but you got to imagine just for a streaming. The requirements are going to be pretty huge, um, but yeah, it's the fact that the the option exists out there and it's kind of neat. Um, there is one thing. There is one console I would not mind getting. Yeah. It's called the PlayStation Pro. Uh, it's a PlayStation Four Pro. 
and it's different, and I'm trying to pull out the actual thing about it, but I believe my dad said it is something to do with, it's kind of like how the Xbox is, where you could actually access all the PlayStation games online. Yeah, they have a, they have like a, it's an extra subscription on top, mm-hmm. it's like PlayStation Now, it's like right on, it's on top Let's of the... See. It's kind of like what they were, what Xbox was doing with Xbox Live and then Xbox. Yeah. And like, they have an extra feature where you can get like a subscription of games you can play. Uh, this goes back in time. I'm sure Axel might remember this if you've ever heard of it. Kind of back what the Sega channel was in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much exactly like that. It's just an extra service you have to pay for. and um, It's cool. I mean, because they get access to all their old library and the fact that they mm-hmm. have... A lot of those games emulated for the the current system. That's kind of neat. And it looks like you can stream 4K videos, movies, and shows to your PS4 Pro too, as well. Yeah. Let's see. I think the system that's gonna blow them all away eventually, though. And I mm-hmm. and I hate to say it, cause I've been I was a big follower of PlayStation up until la- this last uh, system came out. Uh, but the system that's really gonna kill the market, I think, when it comes out, is the the next Xbox system because the chip that they're putting in it is disturbing. I mean, for a, for a console system, I mm-hmm. mean, it's a, it's basically a, um, what, what is it? A 32, uh, thir- uh, it's a 32 core processor mm-hmm. for a, for a home system. Well, I just think about it. <laughs> I mean, if you cur- really think about it. I mean, that current chip right now is like almost $500. I mean, <laughs> well, if you really think about it too, it is Xbox itself yeah. started is really the first that I'm aware of that started with the streaming on they the were. yeah they, they're, they're, know, they're actually yeah, yeah Xbox Live was the original online streamer for, mm-hmm. for console games. Uh, so I, think, it's kind of... I think PC has always been able to do that, right, Axel? Yeah. Yeah. I know, like, but Xbox was definitely the first of the consoles because. Mm-hmm. Because they tried doing it with, uh, like, the Sega Channel back in the old days, uh, which uh, ran through your cable carrier, which was really weird. Um, but they had, like, a, I think there was a connection for it on the back of the system. And then, or, or there was a connector that plugged into the system that came from the, a box they sent you or something weird like that. I only knew one dude that had the, this, that actually had the Sega Channel, but that was never me. <laughs> uh and then, like, the PlayStation 2 had the ability to go online, but they never created a network for it. It was like... No. They did do... Um, I don't know if you could do it in the Pro, but I know in the number, in PlayStation 4, you could do online MMO players ones, multiplayer ones. Yeah, yeah, they've been but able to... Do... Yeah, they've been able to do it since the 3, but the 4 is definitely a better system for that. Yeah. It's the... The capability of the four is way like it blew the three out of the water. This has been Rotten Corpse Radio.